Hello. Hello, Mel. I feel like I haven't seen you today. Yeah, you've been deep in some uh, editor-esque business. Mm, I did Secret do editor business. thing this morning, though. You did. You should tell everybody. They'll be so jealous. I'll tell you guys. It's not advertising. Hey, you don't advertise. <laughs> Though they should, because it would be a really good fit. It, Just it would be an amazing fit. Hey, you, if you're listening. <laughs> but you're not. You're not listening. Um, so they did, like, a true crime breakfast. Amazing. It was all about their upcoming shows, one of which is the DNA of murder, which is Paul Holes' show. Yeah. And being a Paul Holes fan girl, I was very excited. And I was hoping that he'd, like, appear <laughs> from behind the curtain or something. <laughs> I've been so good. As a guest, but he's a very busy man. As yeah. As someone that listens to the Murder Squad, he seems to be doing a million things. Mm-hmm. Like... He has a TV show. He consults on actual cases. He has the murder He's squad. He's like a real, actual He's not gonna fly over to crime solver, not <laughs> just a like, chat person. But they did have the host and like the researcher and the brains behind um, who the hell is Hamish. Amazing. His voice is so amazing. He has such a nice voice. Yeah. They had him and they had the guy that uh, did Snowball, the mm-hmm. Unravel podcast. Which I still haven't listened to, but I need to. Yeah. So he's the head of Triple J, mm-hmm. and his brother is the one who got conned oh, by the lady. Oh, wow. So that was pretty cool. And there was also a forensic psychologist, or a yeah. criminal psychologist man, and he was talking about actual cases. And then there was also an author who, like, visited a serial killer in San Quentin and sat oh, with God. him for five... A woman, and she sat with him for five hours. Oh, no, thank you. Yeah, so they all had really interesting insights into true crime and why we watch it and why it's interesting and yeah it was really cool and then they gave us goodie bags which were like evidence bags which was funny <laughs> but Paul Holes wasn't in them so no no I Paul was Holes disappointed. jumping out not even a Paul Holes like grow your own boyfriend that no. would have been cool and like they had cookies but they didn't have Paul Holes's face on them what this no. is a missed opportunity I feel guys. like it was I feel like if I worked there I would have been like there needs to be a Paul Holes led event yes because he's what people are here for. Exactly. I had to stop myself from wooing when they were like, and the DNA of murder, like they're presenting the shows. I was with Tegan that we work with. And I was like, I'm trying so hard not to woo. Like, woo! (laughs) 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 Woo! Like a fangirl. (laughs) But that was fun. It was cool to see the two podcast guys. And I introduced myself and said that, we were big fans and mentioned our podcast, of course. <laughs> of course. Always they hustling. Like, oh, pedestrian, so supportive of podcasts. And I'm like, yeah, it's because we have our own true crime podcast, Aussie <laughs> Mystery Hour. I'm the co-host. And by that, that point, he was like walking away. I'm like, give it a listen. Thanks, Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Bye. I hope he does. So that's what I was doing. And then I did come back and do editor stuff and I feel like I haven't seen you yeah even though you sit next to me so this is nice um I also hustled the podcast I went on a date last night and I don't know why we were talking about murder I just feel like I just end up talking about murder (laughs) it's not intentional I'm not going into it I'm almost going into it saying don't talk about murder you're gonna freak them out (laughs) and then I started just talking we were talking about like this is such a like it sounds like a really boring conversation but it was really interesting we're talking about like the differences in like kind of how you start seeing people that are like inverted commas evil yes so like just the kind of context of somebody's bad behavior and like what leads up to it and you know blah 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 yeah it's very deep that's combo. a very I deep know. date 
it was weird. Anyway, <laughs> and then I said, you know, like maybe not murderers. And he was like, well, no, murderers too. And I was like, well, hell, you <laughs> want to talk about you. murder? And he was sort of like, mm, not that wasn't what I was going for, but okay. And then I was like, well, I do this true crime podcast. And he was like, oh. And I was like saying how um, we are close to a million downloads which is wild guys like he was kind of asking about it and like how big it was and then he goes to me (laughs) because we'd been talking about this American life and he goes well what level of like podcast (laughs) celebrity am I talking to here and I was like oh god no no not that not any level of podcast celebrity I know (laughs) but then he goes okay from if zero is me and Ira Glass who's the host of (laughs) this American life is a 10 where are you and I was like two baby <laughs> like I was like 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 yeah. really low really low take all of your expectations yeah. down this is just something 30 that we do million percent yeah, yeah. but we're so. not like a huge deal no but we should be I mean I would love to be a huge <laughs> deal but also I think I would be quite stressed about it and every time people have come up to me which I do love and still do it and so yep. does Josie who hasn't had it happen to her yet no. but it will um <laughs> I'm always like quite startled, like a startled bee, because like I'm sort of like, it. yeah, because I'm just like going about my day and I forget all the time. Yes, who I am. Whereas, I'm not like Tom no, Cruise. No, that sounds terrible. <laughs> I don't forget who I am. I just am Mel, hanging yes. out. I'm not Tom Cruise. And it is weird for someone <laughs> to be like, hi. Yeah. Whereas Tom Cruise would be so used to it. Like exactly. Someone of a huge level of celebrity would. He's probably he'd always leave the house. Yes. Ready. He's to, ready for to be like, hi, yep, I'm Tom hellos. Cruise. Yeah. I'm never ready for a ha- I'm not even ready for a, a friend. Like if I run into someone that yeah, I know, like, oh. I'm sta- a startled bee. <laughs> I'm a startled bee at all times if I'm on my own walking around because I'm always like off in my own world yeah. or some music shit. Music video. Yes. Feeling like you're in a music video. But even those situations happen very rarely. Mm. I'm going to change it to I'd be a one on the <laughs> scale. We'd be a one. <laughs> I feel like we're a two. Maybe a soft two. A soft two. We've got nearly a million downloads. I know, which is crazy. And for a million downloads, we'll do some weird dance video for you or some shit. Yes. Like, I don't know. We'll come up with something. Um, and we were featured on that Spotify yeah. playlist in the UK. If you're English and you're here, it's because of Spotify yeah. probably. Yeah, they put um, us on like a little special featured thing. Which is cool. Which is very cool as well. Love it. We've been in Vulture once. One time, <laughs> like a million years ago now, but we're never letting it go. Never letting ever. it go. And that's that's probably kind of it, really. I reckon that makes it. We got too. featured on Gizmodo, but that's only because Tegan's our friend. <laughs> Tegan, Tegan's supporting us. We've got over 7,000 people in our Facebook we group. We do, and if you're not there, if you're you not one Facebook, of those people, then you should be. You should be. It's really fun mm. in there. It is fun. Um, we're heavily involved, probably too invested. Mm probably could do with like stepping back a little <laughs> i think even the people in the group were kind of a bit like okay too can much you not come on on every fucking thing that i do like <laughs> you've the shine has worn off and now you're sort you're of just stopping other people from commenting <laughs> you're giving the answer too quickly stop it chill out um all those mystery hour yes. on facebook yes type it in search it'll come up it'll be there um join People share true crime stories, talk about the episodes, talk about weird things that have happened to them, mm-hmm. spooky stories, weird shit, um, and then just off-topic things, which might be really off-topic if you're new to the podcast, if you wonder why people are talking about cheese or John Wick mm-hmm. or sharing pictures of their pets and horses, mm-hmm. and you might be like, what? 
but it's all because we talk about that stuff it's on the, the podcast. It's the beautiful tapestry mm. of this podcast wow. that doesn't really like that. have any lines as boundaries. No it, lines. It, they, they keep yeah. getting pushed out or blurred or <laughs> yeah. rubbed out. It's like the more bad reviews we got about going off topic, the more off topic we went. Yeah. Because we're like, fuck you then. <laughs> we don't want you here. And we haven't been able to do mystery minutes for a while, so we no. just keep talking shit at the beginning yes, of our episode. like right now. But I don't care because you know what? The fast forward button's there, guys, mm-hmm. if you need to. And if you want to know when we start the mystery, we put it in the podcast notes. Yes. Also along with links to the credits that have links that we've yes. referenced and they can be good because sometimes like file app for example i referenced this whole long interview mm, that you didn't want to read tommy sexy sweet tommy <laughs> who i threw under the bus oh my god it's friday i missed thursday crush sexy mystery crush i'm gonna do it for friday yes. because there's no rules here guys Flashback friday. who cares <laughs> no one cares okay there's no don't expect much from us okay and you'll be happy yeah we have no rules we're like a really shitty boyfriend who like sometimes gets your present for your birthday and it's really good, but then sometimes forgets like what your name is. You yes, know? but he's adorable and you but love him sweet. anyway. And it's just because he's kind of like vague and like has so many good qualities. <laughs> 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 so you keep him around even though yeah. he's like a bit shit with some things. He's like drifty. He's drifty. That's us. That's us. We're, we're the drifty boyfriend <laughs> that you love, but also drives you insane sometimes. And like, you know, you make a date with him on a Tuesday, but he doesn't show up till Friday. Yeah. That's our episodes. That's our episodes. I don't even know when this one will there's show no, up. There's no I date anymore. edit it on the train. You don't get a date anymore because <laughs> we don't know what we're doing anymore. We Everything's know. up in the air. It's good. Bachelor keeps coming Bachelor's on and ruining ha- our There's a lot days. of things happening, guys. And you know what? It's fine. But you're getting one a week, pretty much, unless you, one of us is it, definitely It Ill. arrives. It's also, we're like a drifty boyfriend. We're also like that weird Etsy store. That's yes. got really good shit, <laughs> but like the ordering is all over. It's like yeah, skew if everywhere, find and sometimes it just shows up two weeks later. Yeah, and sometimes it doesn't show up for three months. But it comes. Sometimes you press order, and then you get an email saying, yes. "Oh, sorry, we don't even have that." Yes, that happened to me the other day. Mm. It wasn't Etsy; it was another store in the US, and it was an amazing ACDC shirt. And they didn't have a. And they're like, "Sorry, we don't have any size. Bye. Here's your money back." I was like, I don't want my money back. I'm like, I got excited. I did the process and now I expect my reward. Now I'm upset. I can't find it anywhere. Well, I don't think we're like that side. I think we're more like a a, a nice nana who knits like cool hats for you. (laughs) And then she is a bit like terrible with the post Mm -hmm. and stuff. Or like my eBay account. Like I Mm. and what we are to the podcast is me to my eBay purchases because <laughs> I always take a million years to send them their shit. Yeah. But they get it they eventually. They get it eventually and then they love it. And if I'm fuck it up, I try and express post it. And when we fuck yes. up, we, we like post a weird video for you or some shit <laughs> to like make up for it. Anyway. Yes. But it's here. You know what? Your It'll drifty boyfriend slash terrible Mel eBay slash Etsy shop. We're here. That's and us that's as a what, podcast. That's what, that's what matters. Um, I'm not even drunk. (laughs) I sound drunk, but I'm not drunk. drunk. for so long. I know. In here. No. I, yeah. Because you felt weird about being the only drunk person. I don't want to be the only drunk person. I would be the worst thing to edit, me as the only drunk person. (laughs) You'd be like, why is she still talking? Shades of the mystery minutes with Alicia. Mm -hmm. Alicia were two drunk people. Exactly. Um, Do you have any other zesty asides? No. I don't have any more. I actually did hear a crazy story from 
one of our workmates, but so good. I'm going to make her do a mystery minute. Okay, good. It's Lucinda. I was going to say, we should do, maybe we will try and possibly fail, but let's try, because it was Mm. your idea to do a mystery minute for scary stories for Halloween. Yes. We will try and do it. Yes. Okay. Whether it happens. Who knows? Hands in the like, air. We don't know. Well, you're not just listening then. We're drifty boyfriends. It probably won't happen. But <laughs> the thoughts there, you know that we're good inside. The drifty I feel, boyfriend's I feel like a good like, person. I feel like we're trying to, like, validate, like, <laughs> shitty boyfriend behaviour of, like, oh, just no. not prioritising your hate, needs. We hate bad boyfriends. <laughs> Why are we justifying these terrible boyfriends? Anyway. Um, anyway, that might happen. Or it might not. You'll see. It'll be yeah. a fun little It's part of the mystery. Present. Will it happen? Will it <laughs> mystery not? minutes is literally a mystery <laughs> in and of itself. <laughs> okay. So I'm telling you a bit of a – it's kind of weird because I feel like it's just a yarn. Oh. Like I feel like we can't – well, we might be able to, but it, there's not like a lot of room for theories or anything. That's okay. Sometimes those are fun. But there's still a mystery. Yeah. And it's just a really zesty story that I came upon. Okay. One night when I was – Wondering what to do next. Yeah. Not just generally my life. <laughs> what do I when do I was having an existential life? crisis. I went on my phone and I Googled Mysteries Perth because I was just looking for another city. I mean, when I'm having an existential <laughs> crisis, I do just Google Mysteries Perth. Mysteries so. Perth. I was kind of looking for like something zesty and supernatural maybe or just something weird. And this is just like a straight up murderer. <laughs> as, as is your way. <laughs> but it's still an interesting story. So I have some credits first. Yes. Um, the West Australian by Tim Clark, September 2016. The West Australian by Grant Taylor, October 2015. ABC News, David Webber, October 2015. ABC News, Natalie Jones, April 2016. And the WA Coroner's Court Report, the inquest into the death of Sarah Lee Davey. So it's about the inquest into the death of Sarah Lee Davey? Well, it's part of it. Okay. So I'm going to tell it in a bit of a... I'm going to spin the yarn. Yes. Okay, so I'm kind of going to move... Um, it's like a I Quentin Tarantino movie, you know? Yes. Like the timeline's a bit fucked up, which does bother me as a Virgo, but this is how I think it should be told. So in August 2014... 37-year-old former Navy mechanic Richard Durrah, I think it's Durrah, D-O-R-R-O-U-G-H, Durrah? Durrah. Durrah? Yeah. Okay. Good enough. (laughs) I'm going to say it a hell of a lot. (laughs) He went to the Lone Ranger's shooting gallery in Belmont, which is a suburb of Perth. Mm -hmm. According to the West Australian, when he arrived, he hired a pistol Basically, at these shooting galleries, the guns are wired to face away from the shooter mm-hmm. toward the target. I don't want to go into too many instructional details, but he actually freed the gun from the wire, turned it on himself, and died by suicide at Whoa. the scene. Whoa. Yeah. I'm loving this spun yarn. It's spun, isn't it? I'm, You've I'm given really me like... a mystery off the, off the, <laughs> the end. Right off the bat. <laughs> um, so before he went to the shooting gallery... ABC News reports that he mailed a package to his partner Mm -hmm. containing his computer, phone and an exercise book which contained a suicide note. And according to this article, the note read, I did kill three times. It's the hardest thing to live with. Whoa. Right. (laughs) Imagine just getting that. I know. I'd be like, can you not put this on me now? Yeah. Like, is this an ex-partner? I'm actually not sure. It just said partner. Um... 
could have been an ex. But it's just like you're already sad enough that someone's, well, maybe you're, yeah. you're, you're shocked, you're rattled, someone's committed suicide and then you've got this element um, and there were no names or anything, just yeah. I did kill three times. Um, the rest of the note hasn't been made public, but that part has. Sorry, let's, now we're going to backtrack. Who was Richard Dorop? So he was born in Bundaberg in Queensland in 1977 and he had a troubled childhood with the West Australian article, the Grant Taylor one, reporting that he'd been sexually abused by a close family friend from the age of nine. He lived in Queensland until 94 and then he moved around the country because he joined the Navy and he okay. was on one of those patrol boats that kind of goes around the perimeter I didn't know they the exist, coast. but I kind of love it. My cousin was in the Navy, so I have like a working What a delightful knowledge. way to see this country. Yeah. Um, so he actually kind of lived in almost every state apart from Tassie and South Australia. Mm. Um, they kind of backtracked and went over his, his timeline. So he was on the HMAS Geelong or Geelong. Or Geelong, if you may. <laughs> if you may. <laughs> um, so they have kind of different postings and they dock at different yeah. wharves around the country. I have so many questions about this already. Really? Well, I just want to quickly go, how many boats do this perimeter check? Because, like, you'd need a few. Otherwise, yeah, you could just sure. be like, he's got, they've gone past. <laughs> They're not going to be back for, like, a year. They don't be back for so long. Let's do all of our drug smuggling now. now. Like, they watch it go past, yeah. like, hiding behind a bush <laughs> in the ocean. And they're, like, slowly <laughs> carting their, like, cocaine yeah. blocks out. And they're, like, real slow. Yeah, they're gone. I'm not sure. If anyone's in the Navy in the group, yeah, tell, tell us. us. Or I could just ask my cousin. I'm going to assume know. there's more than, like, one boat going <laughs> yeah. around the country. Um... Yes, I'm sure there's a few, and I'm sure it's very organised. Um, <laughs> not at all how it is in my head. <laughs> not at all like they're crashing into each other. <laughs> and just like going up each other's back, like a little They both blogged. show up at Darwin. It's like, we both like you've here. gone too far. There's no one at Broome. What are you saying? <laughs> so he also lived in Auckland in New Zealand for okay. a few months. And before his death, he had two kids and was in the process of becoming a Jehovah's Witness. Okay. So apparently the thing saying it was hard to live with was to do with, like, his conversion. His conversion. Yeah. So when the suicide note with Dora's confession was brought to WA police's attention, they had the task of tracing back through his life to see if they could identify any of these three alleged victims, since he very helpfully did not do that in the note. Mm-hmm. And I kind of hate, hate that he did that, because it's like, you're only half confessing. Yeah. <laughs> like... Just don't say anything. Like, what's the point of just saying you killed three times? Like, give the names. Yes. Then, you know, maybe I then agree. Jesus will be like, oh, God, or whatever. I'm not religious. And will like, be like, you're, okay, you'll we'll come to heaven. You've helped these families. Yeah. He's not going to because you killed people. Yeah. But it's just such a – it's such a cunty thing to do. Well, it's just weird as well. It's sort of like if you're going to admit to it at least, why wouldn't you just admit to the whole yeah. shebang? Like, this half confession sucks. It's weird. Um, So looking back through his criminal records, police found a couple of strong clues about who the victims might have been. Okay. Since he was linked to a murder, an attempted murder, and a mysterious disappearance during his life. Oh. So looking at it now chronologically, because I'm a methodical Virgo and that's (laughs) my brain. I'm a meth. I'm a meth. I'm a meth. I'm a meth addict. No, I'm not. (laughs) That's not funny. So... (laughs) It's, it is funny if you just dropped it in the middle of a podcast. Since I'm a meth This addict. is going to be the, where I do the big reveal, guys. 
<laughs> to everyone. This is how I operate. I've, I've decided to make the podcast this big and also not tell anyone in my life and now I'm going to drop it. Well, Mic like drop done. I, it's like how I said I was pregnant on the podcast and like hadn't told oh a my couple God. of friends. So And funny. they called me that day and I was like, <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I told all my podcast friends. Your podcast friends got to know before like your like IRL long-term yes, friends. actual friends. Luckily, they didn't mind. Um, okay. So the first case Dora was linked to was that disappearance of Sarah Lee Davey in the WA city of Broome in 1997. Right. So at the time he was 19 and he was posted to the HMAS Geelong and it was docked in Broome and he was on shore leave. So that means they can go hang out, hang out, have fun. They're not like posted. They're not on duty. Yeah. So Sarah Davey was 21. She lived with her family in Ard. I pronounce this Ardia Loon, also known as One Arm Point, which is an indigenous okay. community town on one of the northern pen- peninsulas of WA, yep. like right up the top there. According to coroner's report, she drove to Broome on the 13th of January 97 with her parents and some other relatives, and then she parted ways with them in Broome to stay with a family friend, and they continued on to is it Karatha? Yeah. And they planned to pick her up a few days later when they came back. Yeah. So when she got to Broome, she and the family friend and another male friend went out to a hotel bar for a few drinks and then the friends left and she went by herself to another bar. While there, she met Richard Dora. The two apparently hit it off. Around 2.30am, they decided to get a taxi back to the wharf where the HMAS Geelong was docked. According to the ABC News article, they were stopped by able seaman Dean Mildenhall, who was working watch that night. Right. And he refused to let Dora onto the ship, I'm guessing, with a civilian because that's Fair against enough. the rules. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to sneak a girl in and it's not going to work. <laughs> not going to work, mate. Nice try. Apparently, um, the people on the ship didn't really like him because he fancied himself a bit of a ladies' man. Uh, he sounds like a ladies' yeah. man. Yeah. Um, so Based off this one person <laughs> that he's hit it off with. <laughs> You're like, I'm dare like, mm, he flirted with somebody and then wanted to go and <laughs> have sex with her. Whoa, what a... <laughs> Lothario. <laughs> <laughs> so two fishermen were also fishing off the wharf around the same time because as we know from other cases they fish at insane times yes. of the day so it was 2 30 and they were there according to the same abc news report mildenhall told the court during a coronial inquest that dora then said fine i'm going to take he said he was going to take sarah behind a shed nearby shed to have sex with her oh. Charming. Have you talked to Sarah about this? <laughs> well, when they disappeared behind the shed, one of the fishermen, whose name was David Jones, I think that's made up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like there are probably a lot of people called David probably. Jones, but I can't handle it anyway. That's so funny. If you're not from Australia, it's the name of a department store. Yeah. It would be like someone being called, like... Walmart. Wal- Mr. <laughs> Walmart. Yeah. Or, like... What are they? JC have? Penny. Yes. Like, but not the actual JC Penny, like, who's like dead, yes. I think, but like a new JC <laughs> Penny. The same name. Just a new one. <laughs> David Jones. Um, so he told the court he heard a woman's voice yell and scream, claiming that he heard her say, What the hell are you doing? Get off me. Mm. So it sounds like Doesn't he sound didn't good. ask her if yep. he could have sex with her behind the shed. So then David Jones recalled hearing a splash, like someone, quote, throwing a stone in the water. Oh and saw a man pacing up and down the wharf. A little while later, Dora came back to the ship and the night watchman noticed that he had scratches on his face, which weren't there before. Okay, well, that doesn't sound... 
And when he asked Dora about them, he just replied that Sarah wouldn't have sex with him and that she was gone now. But Mildenhall never saw her leave that wharf area. Yeah, because she went in the fucking Mm. water because he's a fuckwit. Yes, and she was actually never seen again. So her mother, Irene, reported her missing two days after the HMAS Geelong departed Broome for Darwin. Mm. So shortly after the ship reached Darwin, the West Australian article, the Tim Clark one, there's a lot of, like, same outlets, different writers, Mm -hmm. just trying to give them their correct credits. So that article reports that Doro was actually relieved of his duties because of his heavy drug and alcohol use, Uh. and he saw Navy psychologists. They put together a profile that said that he was, quote, more psychotic rather than neurotic in direction and scored high on amorality. Ah, so he, like, was kind of like a bit of a psychopath? Yeah. Um, And, like, they added he'd be expected to have angry outbursts. Okay, so he's a... So psychotic is, like, when you're... um, you're almost a bit delusional. Okay. So you're like making up scenarios or like right. imagining scenarios and reacting to those. Yeah. And like you can have these outbursts. And amoral is like you don't really have well, yeah. a natural inbuilt moral moral code, code I guess. for yourself. So it's kind of like you're more you likely do to do dodgy shit. Yeah. And not feel bad about it. Yes. Sounds like a real charmer. Mm-hmm. So... A few months later, in April 97, he was actually questioned over her disappearance, but he was never charged. How? So from what I can tell, it's because police actually received several statements that people had seen Sarah Lee around. Right, okay. They'd seen, uh, I think they got four statements that she'd been cited after January 14, so I'm guessing they just didn't think there was foul play involved. Mm. And let's also face it, and her family has said this too, mm-hmm. she's an Indigenous woman, mm-hmm. and unfortunately... In this country oh and God. in many countries. So many times. That is not um, a priority yeah. for a lot of people and doesn't get a lot of media attention. And her family has said, you know, if she was a white girl, yeah. this would probably be solved. Um, I found a few articles where her family were also saying she'd never have run away. So I'm thinking maybe police put that forward as a possibility yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, but they said she wouldn't do that. Um, and also her body was never found. So there was never that definitive, she's she's dead. Yeah. Um, but there was a cold case investigation after Dora's suicide and all those so-called sightings were found to be unsubstantiated. Okay. Well, I think we all know what happened here. Yes. So we can, this is what I mean, it's like, can't really theorise yeah, that much. It's, it's it seems pretty like obvious. They are technically unsolved, but yeah. also, let's all be honest, and I can't defame here because there's we, no one to defame. Yeah, he's dead. We can say whatever is we it, want. <laughs> most likely... Mm threw her in the river mm-hmm. after killing her. So there was a coronial inquest into Sarah's death in 2016, the one I've been referring to, and the coroner, Barry King, handed down these findings. Quote, the coroner was satisfied that the death of the deceased had been established beyond all reasonable doubt, so they ruled that she was dead. Mm. But he was not able to find either how the death occurred or the cause of death, so they didn't even put, put it down to Dora at that inquest. Yeah. They just said they couldn't find the cause of death. Well, I suppose they still can't. Yeah. Oh, it's it's complicated. Yeah, and without a body. body. And, like... And he's also dead. Yeah, and without, like... You know, they investigated him and clearly didn't, like... They didn't do it for months, so there yeah. was no, like, physical evidence or anything like that. 
Um, Sarah's brother, Jeffrey Hunter, told ABC News outside the court, in our hearts and our minds, we know she's left us, so we know who's responsible, pointing out that the process had not brought justice, but may lead to closure. So after Sarah's mysterious disappearance, the following year, 1998, a 29-year-old Sydney woman named Rachel Campbell was found murdered in the car park of St Joseph's Church in the suburb of Rosebury. Mm-hmm. So Dora, coincidentally... Was in Sydney. Lived just a few kilometres away. What a coincidence. From where she... Coincidentally, <laughs> I say, with flashing neon signs. Yeah. So Rachel was naked. She had four stab wounds to the neck. Oh, God. And bite marks on her arms. Seaman was found at the scene in used condoms, but Rachel was working as a sex worker at the time. Right. So police couldn't definitively link that semen to an actual yeah. murder. Yeah. Um, in another, I've written here, staggering coincidence, Dora moved away from Sydney shortly after Rachel's oh, murder. God. From what I could tell, the case went cold until another crime in another state threw Dora back into the mix. Right. So now we're flashing forward to the year 2000. Okay. So in May... Dora was jailed in Queensland for deliberately running a man over in his car. What? The fuck? <laughs> oh my god, this is like the story of just a serial killer who yes. just like starts to like escalate yeah. his shit. Yeah, so when I found the article, it was kind of like, is this the serial killer that no one's ever heard of? Because yeah. he said, I've killed these people. And three makes you a serial killer. Yeah. But then they haven't been able to like yeah. properly identify people. So it's, like, hard to call him a serial killer. Yeah. But he was calling himself one. I mean, he kind of is. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the man didn't die. According to the West Australian article, the Grant Taylor one, the court found that Dora had earlier been attacked by the man. Right. Sorry, that was a quote. And a psychiatric report prepared for the court said that he'd been suffering from a, quote, depressive illness that had caused him to lose control and react extravagantly with all the violence he could muster. So there's those outbursts that the yes, Navy yes. psychologists were predicting. It's weird because the Navy and the Army are very, like, hectic about mental illness mm. and, like, you kind of, as far as I know, and, again, I'm not an expert because I've never been in mm. the Navy or the Army or anything, but I thought it was kind of like you kind of had to have your shit on lock in mm. some way, like mm-hmm. be on medication or be seeing somebody regularly to deal with these things and not be... Having your spontaneous outbursts and running yeah. people over with your car. Just, and, like, I'm guessing he was obviously not in the Navy at this point, but, mm. like, where's their duty of care when you're not Okay, there that makes more sense because I was like... But if you get discharged, like, surely there's some kind of duty of care. Yeah. They can't just be like, this person's psychotic. Bye, good luck yeah. to you. <laughs> See you later. Take your little <laughs> knapsack on a stick. <laughs> yeah. Off you wander into the gum trees. Yeah, it's just... I don't know. Maybe, I'm not sure how it yeah, all works. I don't know either. But maybe someone can enlighten us. Yep. Um, so you remember I said Dora had reportedly been sexually abused as a child. Yes. Well, the trial judge actually found that that earlier trauma had played a part in this crime. It was a different person. But he said, and I quote the article which quotes the judge, your case was a special one in that you were suffering the inevitable consequences of the child abuse inflicted on you. In your confused psychiatric state when you were assaulted, so by this person, Mm -hmm. you tended to identify your attacker with the person who had destroyed your childhood. Right. So that's that psychosis, that, like, delusion that this is this person. Yes. I was just listening to that song this morning. 
I'd love that. Such show. a great song. Yeah, so <laughs> anyone that hasn't watched The Sinner, go, this is. Stop now, watch it. Yeah, stop now and watch it, firstly. Pause. Mm, mm. Go watch it. Come back. Okay, cool. <laughs> it's been scene. a week. Great, welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> but this isn't giving anything away. This is like the intro Literally kind of blurb of the story. At the start. Is that um, this woman, actually, it does give it away, doesn't it? Because I can't tell the little hook without the other bit. Anyway, whatever. I can't tell you about it. I'm not telling you because it's the such a good show. The song is the trigger, though. To oh, the song that is the trigger. While she was younger. Yeah. So the song that she hears at the beach is a trigger mm. to something that happened <laughs> when she was younger. I'm just repeating Josie at this point. <laughs> and, and then, and then she stabs somebody. Yes, which and, happens at the very start. Yeah, and then it's like the the whole show is unraveling exactly why she stabbed this guy. Yeah. But it's very much yeah connected to that sort of triggers that you have yeah. to past traumatic events. And lucky for thing. her, she has a very nice detective on her side. She does. Who believes that it's linked to a trauma and not just a random attack. Yeah, she shouldn't be punished so um, Coldly. severely. Yeah. And that's what this, this is a great segue because that's what this judge thought. He was actually given, Dora was given a pretty light five-year sentence with a 12-month minimum for inflicting grievous bodily harm and he only spent a year in jail. Mm. Um, he ran over someone and, like, reportedly injured them pretty badly. Yeah. Um, but as a result of his incarceration, his DNA was taken ah. and it was kept on file. That's all fine. But in 2008, a cold case review tested the semen from the Rachel Campbell murder scene and, boom, what do you know? Richard We've got Dora's a match. DNA profile and he was now living back in Perth. So he was extradited. God, he moves around. Yeah, he really does, which, no offence to people that move around a lot, but I find it sus. It's very <laughs> sus. It's drifty, it's shifty. It's shifty, drifty <laughs> and sus. And not in the fun it's like boyfriend healthy, wealthy way. and wise, but shifty, <laughs> drifty and sus. <laughs> That's the second time this week I've referenced Healthy, Wealthy and Wise, a show I have not thought of since yeah. I was probably eight years old. What a show that was. And it's like, it's literally so Tonya archaic. Todman? I don't even think it got filmed beyond like 1995. My but here we are talking always about it. That. Healthy, <laughs> yes, wise. Same. And I don't think that they're any of those three things. I know, and they wouldn't even well, be that old. Like, healthy and wealthy and wise. They would have only been like five <laughs> years older than we are, and they were yeah. just sitting there watching. Like I'm not going to sit there and watch healthy, wealthy, and fucking wise. I do not want to know how to be healthy, wealthy, or what I would like to know how to be wealthy. Yeah, that'd but be not nice. wise or. Or healthy, just no, wealthy. No. I'd rather be shifty, drifty, just, and sus. Yeah, same. I want to learn how to be shifty, yeah. drifty, and sus. Where's that instructional TV Make show? Make me that TV yeah. show. We're like we can host chopper it. host. Yes. It. Okay, better, better person. <laughs> oh god. Chopper's hosting it, and then like you've got like he just brings in mates of his yeah, that are like, also like someone that's shifty, gangland figures. Someone that's drifty. This is how you counterfeit money. This is how you murder someone <laughs> and cover it up. Feed this is how you pigs. fake your own death <laughs> to get out of your problems. You know what I've always wondered? Yeah. You know when you watch a movie or a TV show or whatever, someone needs to flee the country and they need a fake passport and they always have like a connection, like a kind of <laughs> yes. dodgy connection. Sometimes I think about who that connection yeah. is in my life that might have that Ability. sketchy, sketchy My sister's like, a contact. designer, so she could just do it for us. <laughs> Kate's like, no, you've revealed my secret side hustle. This is my side hustle. I'm making people fake I'm passports. thinking of um, El Camino, the Breaking Bad movie. Oh, okay. Um, where there's that bloke that was in the show as well that, like, um, 
his whole job is to just like disappear people. Yeah. And I'm like, who is that in my life? Yeah. Like who's got the secret game yeah. connections here? I think I know, but I'm not going to say it on the podcast, mm. but I'll tell you afterwards. Okay. Tell me afterwards. I don't have anyone. I've got no one. <laughs> <laughs> I think I see me do. <laughs> oh, I've got dodgy friends. <laughs> so <laughs> speaking of dodgy, back to Richard Dora. Yeah. He was extradited from WA and eventually charged with Rachel's murder. Mm-hmm. I just don't, this story is just wild. I don't understand what kind of like who blessed him from above, but here we go. During court proceedings, he admitted to having sex with Rachel and biting her arms. Mm-hmm. But when it came to her murder, he pointed the finger at one of her ex-boyfriends. And get this, the jury believed him and acquitted him Even and let him go. What? We, but did they have like, did no. they know about Perth and Sarah? No. I mean, sorry, Broom and Sarah? I don't think oh my God, so. Did they know how shifty, drifty and sus he was? <laughs> I don't know. And they, <sighs> and I don't. I looked it up and I don't think anyone's ever been charged with I'm Rachel's murder. I'm sorry, just murder. saying, oh, it was her ex. It was the boyfriend. Oh, okay. Off you oh, go. fine. Even though you've bitten her arms <sighs> and you just conveniently have your semen in her car. Yeah. And you're shifty, drifty and sus. Yeah. Like. It's just, no. they, they let him go. Maybe he's really good at pretending to be like, nice seeming you know yeah maybe like a ted bundy vibe maybe if you look at his photo i'll put in the group he fucking looks scary okay well um like i also just have good intuition he looks unhinged that he's bad but um yeah so he was acquitted he returned to wa a free man and not much is really known about his movements until his 2014 suicide and that confession letter jesus um so, yeah, I just don't, <laughs> just don't understand the luck. Like, oh, you ran over this man, a year in jail. And what, like, it's oh, not like... Oh, you were the last person to see a woman. She scratched your face. There were, witnesses, there were witnesses heard her screaming. Yeah. And then heard a splash. But that's fine. You probably didn't have anything to do with her disappearance. That is like, fucking insane to <laughs> I just me. don't understand how many times this guy can get away with shit. Oh, and then what I kind of want to know is, like... Were they, and I mean, this isn't like, you know, ye olde times. Mm-mm. Like, I'm assuming that they would be have a file, like Australia. I don't know. Because you know how in America? They don't communicate. Yes. The murder squad talk about this a lot. Like, yes. get very frustrated. Like, wouldn't you have just a national log? Yeah, of, of this like, guy did this. Every single murder. Yeah. Well, I'm sure, like, because when he committed suicide, they looked at his record and yeah. looked back at these cases. So surely, there must be something. surely you're in a na- you have a national police record. Otherwise, you would be like a Ted Bundy and just go from state to state, murdering people willy nilly. You know what it would be if you get acquitted. Mm. Surely you can't be on there because that yeah, would right. impact on all your future jobs. Like yeah. you know, when I, why am I thinking about this? I'm like, you know, when you apply for a reality <laughs> TV show and then they're like, have you done any shady shit? Have you got a police record? And you have to like answer. Yeah, right. Like, so, it wouldn't be fair to have someone that got acquitted by a jury yeah. on a police record. Yeah, the set, the Sarah, and the Sarah case. He would just be in police records as a, like someone that was questioned. Yes, and same with. The Rachel Campbell murder. Yeah. The only one that would be showing up is when he actually got put in jail for running over exactly. that man. And then, therefore, I can kind of see, really, what we have learned today. <laughs> <laughs> what we've learned is the friends we've made along the way. But also, what we've really learned mm. is that if you just go around Australia and murder yep. people, mm. 
you're probably going to maybe get away with it as yeah. long as you don't get caught doing any of the murders. But if you murder people all in one town, oh, then people that's a know. silly idea for you. Don't do that. Don't do that. Wait, are we instructing people? <laughs> instructing I don't know. I'm, you know why I'm thinking about it? Because there was that person in the group today that put in the um, the meme about like yeah. how boyfriends that are scared because their girlfriends watch too many true yeah. crime shows. Which had been shared before, but what she said was so funny. What she said was, that's why I let it go. Because yeah. usually, like, and again, we've talked about this a lot, but mm. like if your thing gets declined, it's nine times out of ten because it's already been posted in there. Yeah. And the one out of ten is if I'm like, this could start like a riot in the group and yes. we're stressed about it, so we just delete it. Yeah. Sorry, but we're just trying to keep the peace for as long as yeah. I feel like, we feel like crazy mm. sort of like school teachers on a windy day yes. trying to like the keep the peace of the crazy kids yeah, in the and group. at any point it, they could go psycho. Because a lot psycho. of these groups go to shit. They do. Yeah. And we've been in them when they've gone to yeah. shit. So we're just trying not <laughs> to let it go to shit. But the point being usually mm. memes have been going off, doing times. the rounds. But her, mm. yeah, her writing was so funny because she wrote all the different ways that <laughs> you should kill someone. One, um, feed to the pigs. Yes. Two, mincer. Yes. Three, I can't remember the third one. Oh, what was the third? I have no idea. It was so funny. And then she was like, um, I, I've got this. I've got this. Yeah, I've got this sorted. <laughs> and then, yeah, but, like, that's the thing. Like, look, we're not saying go – no one go murder people <laughs> no around Australia. No one feed Australia. anyone to pigs. But I kind of see how he got away with these murders. Yes. And then it makes me wonder. But then it's wild because cause usually it's like, okay, fine, with the Sarah Davey thing, there was no, like, physical evidence. There was one – man saying he heard something but, yeah you know you, you never know there's no like it's all a bit circumstantial yes. as they say there's no hard evidence and there's no confession yes um but then with rachel campbell there's semen at the scene he's admitting he had sex with her but because she's a sex worker it's like yeah and he all well that's the other thing isn't it and that's why a lot of serial killers like get away with things is mm-hmm. they prey on minorities or mm-hmm. groups of people that you know generally the police excuse things away which is fucked but like yes Indigenous table. people, mm. commonly, like you said, yeah. don't get the kind of attention mm-hmm. from police that, and or have also have a lot of like stigma, not stigma, like um, uh, stereotypes that impact yeah. them if when horrible shit happens to them. Like you know, there's like, oh well, you know, like I remember listening to what was that podcast called, a wrong, wrong skin. Oh yeah. Um, which is about the disappearance of or the murders of a girl and a guy Mm. from a semi-remote Kimberley community. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the things was that, yeah, things I think didn't get investigated for a while because they were like, they probably just ran away or something. And that happens all the fucking time. And the same with sex workers. Even when the family's like, no, they don't run away. Yeah, I'm telling you. A family's (laughs) not just going to be like, oh, like they don't run away ever if the kid runs away all the time or yeah, some shit. Yeah, I just like, feel like you wouldn't lie. You wouldn't even fucking report it yet. You'd yeah. probably be like, they probably ran away, Yeah, you know? You're, you're reporting it because it's something out of character. Exactly. And then with sex workers, it's like, oh, well, they're putting themselves in danger. Yeah, like, it's fucked. You know, but no. Like, That's that not. doesn't mean that a they sex worker doesn't want to get murdered. murdered. Yeah. Um, and we should still be looking into it and the, then the media doesn't give it the attention so it doesn't get the legs yes it, when there's media attention and then public demand for a result then the police have the pressure on them and they continue to look into it but when there's not that pressure yeah then these cases just fall to the bottom of the heap well that was like all that talk around 
um, when Eurydice Dixon was murdered in mm. Melbourne and it was got such national attention. Yeah. And then, you know, people... And I, it's, not an, it's not a, like, you know, don't talk about her, only talk about this thing mm. or anything. It was just kind of, like, brought up the conversation around all these other women that died yes. in mysterious circumstances or, like, problematic circumstances where somebody definitely yes. murdered them or yes. domestic, you know, domestic murders mm, and things mm-hmm. like that where they, because they were just like not a white young woman. Yeah, or they were sex workers or transient yes. or um, drug users. Or yes. Then it was like, oh, well, that's not the same. Yeah. It's but like, it, it same. is the same because no one deserves to be murdered when they're just living their lives. Yeah. Um, highly recommend Murder Squad, which I've, recommended in the group before it's Paul Holes and Billy Jensen and they talk a lot they cover a lot of cases about Mm. marginalized people which I think is awesome and they treat it with the same passion and interest as you know people that aren't sex workers and aren't indigenous and Um, you know what the thing is that I reckon is it's not that the jobs are more dangerous it's that like because you're like oh a sex worker is a more dangerous job because you're coming into contact with these types of like yeah troubled people I think it's literally that no people just go and actively prey on people in that job because we have this stigma around it and we've shown that yeah we like the media and the police don't care yeah so they're like okay I can get away with it then so then it becomes a dangerous job people yeah exactly you know they have families and they have people that miss them so it's horrible it is um so basically all of this went public a year after the suicide so I'm guessing that the police were like, fuck, investigated, retraced his steps. Like, there's a map I'll put in the group, all the places he lived. Like, they must have had to check his timeline. Yeah. And they um, then they took it public. Okay. Um, and revealed that he'd, you know, confessed to murders and that they needed help kind of identifying who mm-hmm. they were. So um, the Western Australian Special Crime Squad... Um, turn to the public for assistance. According to the ABC News article by David Weber at the time, State Crime Assistant Commissioner Michelle Fife said, quote, there is information out there that we don't hold, whether that be here in Western Australia, whether that be on the eastern seaboard or in New Zealand. So mm. they even went across there to see. Yeah. It was only there for a few months, but just to see if any crimes matched. There are members of the public who knew Mr Dora, who associated with him, who may very well recognise him, and they may hold the key to us solving an unsolved crime. She added, we've reviewed all of our files. Mr Dora's whereabouts has been cross-matched with all of the files that we have on hand and we are unable to find any links at this time. Mm. So to wrap it up, basically we're pretty sure that he killed Sarah Lee Davy in 97 and Rachel Campbell in 98, but he was never charged with those murders. And there's also a third kill, remember, that he mm-hmm. claimed and that person he ran over didn't die. Oh, yeah, of course. Okay, I got confused. Yeah, so I didn't get confused, but I just assumed. There's one mystery One mystery person. murder. And because he lived in so many places, mm. it's almost like, will we ever find out who that third person is? And will Sarah and Rachel ever get justice? And will mm-hmm. their families ever get closure? Because this suicide happened in 2014. They went public in 2015. It's now 2019. And I was Googling the hell out of this. Yeah. And... Nothing. He still hasn't been um, definitively linked to a third person or even these two. Do you feel like, and I guess you can't even say this unless you are the families, but I, I feel like potentially 
the, I would consider this closure. Yeah, if well, I were her brother Sarah said it was. He yeah. said it was a justice, but it was closure. It's clo- yeah. And I think you, I think if you're Rachel's family, they I couldn't find any quotes from them, but it's I like mean, pretty obvious. But it just fucking sucks. It does suck. But then you're not going to get justice regardless because he's yeah. killed himself. So yes, he's not going to jail, and no. he's not going to get brought before court and no. like shamed. Which just, but also he was sucks. in court, and well, then they're like, court, "Oh, if you go, like, it's, it's fine. fine." I just, you're fine. I kind of get it, like listening to a lot of podcasts and like in. I know I keep talking about Murder Squad. We're also not sponsored by them, but I've just been listening a lot. But like Billy Jensen, being a journo, gets really passionate and like mm. upset about this stuff, and he's like, "You know, they should be. This is a ridiculous trial, and this was the police fucked up here, and yeah. Paul Holes being the." ex-police yeah um investigator i think he worked for did he work for the fbi i feel like he worked for something um so he's coming from that side and he often has to say yes but i kind of explain the law and the reasonings and so that's why it's really good but yeah i know that you can't just go well it looks sus he's shifty drifty and sus his semen was at the scene like it's still there might not be enough to definitively link it beyond a reasonable doubt as they say Mm. um but it just is shitty and it's just such a wild fucking story. It really is. To like half confess and then lead, it looks like a year they're on a wild goose chase around the country. Yeah. Trying to like match his movements to people's disappearances. Yeah. I wonder who that third person is. Um, you wonder if it's like a high profile murder case mm. that potentially he was the killer on. Yeah, maybe someone else went down for his crime. Maybe. Because if they couldn't link it to anything unsolved, maybe mm-hmm. it's something in inverted commas solved. Yeah. And someone's sitting in jail like, fuck. I think they actually looked into some Claremont oh, yeah. stuff with him, but then they found that guy. Mm-hmm. And it's not really lining up the same way. Like yeah. it seemed both, of, both Rachel and Sarah seem like he's like – pursuing somebody mm. in the sense that with Sarah they obviously met up and hung out yeah with Rachel it was probably like for sex work mm. you know with the Claremont it was that was like they were calling off, cabs yeah, and the then they were disappearing so it was a bit more Different. like but potentially I, yeah. being pulled into cars or being pretending to be a cab but I mean he could have done that yeah but it that definitely was a lot more calculated whereas he seems like the Navy said to fly off the handle yeah like it seems like Sarah denied him sex behind the shed so he mm-hmm. flew into a rage we don't know what happened with Rachel and then this other bloke they had some kind of altercation yeah and he flew into a rage and ran over him so it was he was different in that way yeah not so calculated potentially. yeah so I wonder who else pissed him off that he yeah um but that yeah that's it I just found it and was like I've never heard of this that's wild I've it's never crazy. heard of it either and it's not that long ago so no. I feel like I should have heard of it um and I just thought everyone might find it interesting it was very interesting um but it is a bit of an annoying one because it's like very open-ended but they all are because this is all a mystery hour and everything's unsolved and maybe you're real buff on like solved Aussie murders and you can yes. think of one that might sound yeah. like it could connect to to him, to his M.O., yeah. as they say. Um, but that's it. Bye. Bye.